Man, we got to start using Apple Cash. Okay. Why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages. All right. So I could pay you in the convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have the money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Oh, that is nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff at like a store with Apple Pay. I don't have to do all the bank transfer stuff? No, it's just right there. It's easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Accounting Plus. Here's a story that's 100% true. And it's about how accounting is a great choice of career. Here's the facts. With accounting, you'll have flexibility, great pay, and the kind of lifestyle you've always dreamed of. It's a lifestyle that's less math and spreadsheets and more traveling, personal and professional growth, and making a positive impact on your family and community. Want to start an exciting new chapter? Accounting Plus provides free resources that will help guide you to a successful career in accounting and personal freedom. Do more. Live more. Visit joinaccountingplus.com. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable, a Wood Elf production. This week, Mark judges and proclaims his elation at being sponsored by Intel. How wonderful is that? Pamela Horton has her integrity questioned by that black-eyed Bob. Ancient microorganisms hibernate in salt crystals. Wade has to be schooled on the proclivities of medieval women. And nostalgia can be cured with public ridicule, leeches, and warm hypnotic emulsions. Whatever that is. Yes, it's time for Broken News. Now sit back and prepare to be distracted and enjoy the show. Welcome to Distractable One and All. Come on down, take a seat, grab some popcorn, you're in for a treat. We have it all here. We have everything. We have shows, we have sights, we have uh, fireworks, we have fire. These nuts. (laughs) Really, that was an amazing opening. These nuts are amazing. I mean, that joke is always funny, but I was just disappointed. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is always funny. I can tell by how much laughter there was when I said it. No, it's it's funny, but I'm holding the laughs, laughs in. They're bottled up behind my disappointment. I wish they wouldn't be, because man, oh man, nothing makes me feel funnier than when you guys go dead silent when I say something I think is hilarious. <laughs> Mark's intro was so delightful. You could have done the D's Nuts joke like 30 uh-huh. seconds later. Mm-hmm. That would have been as irrelevant as my career. <laughs> thank you that's my real laugh well we do have an incredible show for you this week thank you so much for being our loyal loyal listeners not like those traitors that we don't talk about not like those we don't talk about them we don't talk about them you would follow us anywhere right any platform like myspace right yes Uh uh-huh because Uh we have no announcement for you (laughs) <laughs> yes, we don't. Definitely not. On this week's episode, I am the judge. If you are a new listener that has just somehow discovered us, I don't We're really sorry. know what methods of discoverability you have sought this out, but welcome. My name is Mark, also known as Markiplier. I'm joined by Bob and Wade as co-hosts. Well, not co-hosts. Well. Uh, co-participants? Sure. In this week's? Oh, it works. Sure, co-casters. Yeah. We're casting co-casters. right now. Co-casters. Co-casters. This one will be a bit more of a collaborative experience, I think, than the previous ones have been. It's There's been a bit 
of a like overly competitive atmosphere in here. And I think we've really detracted from the core meaning of what Distractable is all about and getting to know each other and talking about the winning. things that we love and care about oh. and winning. Winning is also a part of it. Someone will still be a winner and I have to make that decision, but I'm going to make it very arbitrarily. And I really don't want you to focus on the points. Even if you hear a lot of points and a lot of like, ding, 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 ka-ching, ka-ching. Like, don't worry about it. It's all good. Doesn't relate to you and your performance in any way. So before we get started, like we do have an announcement. No matter what Wade said, it's not true. We do have an announcement. We have made it. We made it. Yep. We have a big boy sponsorship and we're real sponsors now. Oh. No, we're we're really sponsors. We're real boys now. We're real boys. <laughs> we're real boys now. Yeah, you heard it right. Intel. Intel decided to sponsor us. I don't know why, but they did. They didn't listen before they agreed to do this. <laughs> they have no <laughs> idea what we do. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like technology podcasts out there, I'm sure, but uh, they picked us. Yep. And we're not going to question it. We're just going to take advantage of this situation with this, our new segment. What's the segment called? How wonderful is that then? How wonderful is that? How wonderful is that? Oh, I'll tell you how wonderful that is with an article from 1978. Oh, I love that. Advanced technology, I'm sure. Oh, it is. Because in 1978, in Sydney, Australia, on April 1st, a man... <laughs> My speech impediment. I can't help April it. April 1st. I can't help it. That is mean. You're yeah, mean. Wade. Don't be mean. Jeez. That's my birthday. My birthday <laughs> falls between the 1st and the 4th. Otherwise, it was the 1st. All right. You know, whatever. Anyway, so on April 1st. Happy birthday, me. Dick Smith, uh -huh. an electronics millionaire. Sure. Right? Okay. And this is 1978, remember? So this is way back in the day. There weren't too many I'm not electronics. laughing now that he's a millionaire. Yeah, an electronic millionaire, Dick Smith, pulled an April Fool's prank on Sydney today by sailing into the harbor towing what appeared to be an iceberg. <laughs> With a radio reporter broadcasting from the iceberg, Mr. Smith fooled harborside residents, radio listeners, and many newsmen. The iceberg was a barge covered with white plastic sheets, shaving cream, and firefighting foam. In the gloom and drizzle of early dawn, it looked like the real thing. The whole prank only caused cost me $1,450, Mr. Smith said. I just do these things for kicks. It takes the boredom out of everyday work. Wow. I hope nobody needed that firefighting cream. I'm sure there was plenty extra. <laughs> I didn't know firefighters used cream. I thought they used water. The foam. Firefighting foam. I didn't know they used foam. I thought they used water. You know what comes out of some fire extinguishers? Although I will say modernly, it's more powder than foam. But still, mm -hmm. foam is a type of fire extinguisher. I forgot fire extinguishers exist. I was only thinking of fire hydrants. Mm, interesting. <laughs> There's a system of the elaborate pipes run through every neighborhood to all the fire hydrants <laughs> to distribute the foam. <laughs> Kids on the streets of New York City, crank those bad boys open and I have- I don't have all the same intel that Mark and you have. <laughs> Uh-huh. Anyway, the reason Whoa. I bring this up, <laughs> the reason I bring this up is because it's fascinating now that not only is, is Dick Smith an electronic millionaire from 1978, but the fact that I can get this information from a scanned copy of the New York Times from 1978 right here on my computer today. That is a good perspective. Mm, thank you. It's amazing what's available. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Because we, we're, we're, our generation, and especially younger generations, are used to having everything at your fingertips, mm -hmm. even stuff that was only an analog media, even newspapers from the time before the internet existed. It's hard to appreciate that. What was the thing called that we used to have to use to look at old articles, like something fish or something where we had to like go back and scan old newspapers? Swedish fish. They tasted delicious while you researched. <laughs> That was yeah, that seems right. No, well, anyway, moving on. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, moving on. No, we're going to move on. Okay. No, we're moving on. Great. All right. So we're we're getting into the real meat of the episode now. This is the competition has officially started. Nothing has occurred yet. Uh, the way this is going to go, I have, through our lead researcher, our distinguished, award-winning researcher, Pamela Horton, has done her due diligence and dug up so many fascinating stories on the internet, and you guys are going to now listen to them. And basically, we're just going to talk about them. And whoever makes me laugh will might get a point, might not get a point. I'll award them throughout the episode. We're not really going to focus on it because we have been in too much of each other's business these past few weeks, and we're just going to tone it all back down, all right? Were you guys in my business? I was so in your it's business. Bother me. What was that called? Microfiche. I thought you were doing a bit. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're called microfiche. I'm really stupid, okay? I'm a brilliant <laughs> idiot, but I'm really stupid. They're little fiches, Wade. Microfiche. That is really like, good I believe it's F-I-S-C-H-E. 
fish, microfish. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Oh, I thought it was actually called microfish. No, that was a joke. That was just a joke. Yeah, that's a joke. So it's not called fish? Which is the, am I the joke? No. no if you Google it, the first thing that comes up is microfish spelled like the animal fish. Oh, that's just tiny fishes. Oh. F-I-C-H-E. Microfish. All one word. F-I-C-H-E. Lowercase F-E with a line over it. Big S, big H. How do you pronounce that? It's pronounced I, I have no idea. Microfish. Emphasis is on the shh. Microfish. Okay. All right, good. We learned something today. Did we? This is why I wanted to move on. This is why I wanted to move on. <laughs> oh, fine. It's your episode. Do what you want to do. I mean, I will. <laughs> good. Then do it then. <laughs> Great. Man, we got to start using Apple Cash. Okay. Why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages. All right. So I could pay you in the convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have the money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Oh, that is nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff at like a store with Apple Pay. I don't have to do all the bank transfer stuff. Nope. It's just right there. It's easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Accounting Plus. Here's a story that's 100% true. And it's about how accounting is a great choice of career. Here's the facts. With accounting, you'll have flexibility, great pay, and the kind of lifestyle you've always dreamed of. It's a lifestyle that's less math and spreadsheets and more traveling, personal and professional growth, and making a positive impact on your family and community. Want to start an exciting new chapter? Accounting Plus provides free resources that will help guide you to a successful career in accounting and personal freedom. Do more. Live more visit joinaccountingplus.com this episode is brought to you by rocket money guys i found another subscription it's not even one they keep coming what that's crazy but that's okay because i could use rocket money uh rocket money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings rocket money can help you have full control over subscriptions have a clear view of your expenses if there's anything in there that says like please cancel this for me don't press it i'm gonna go press all of those buttons rocket money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of 500 million dollars in canceled subscriptions saving members up to 740 dollars a year when using all of of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. Rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way. All right. So the first article is 90 Day Fiance Star Sells Farts in a Jar Ends Up in Hospital. I love this story. You know the story? I know the story and I love this story. Have we talked about this? I don't. Did we talk about this? We did not talk about this story. It sounds familiar, but okay. Yeah. If you guys would like to get more of this and you like this episode, uh, go check out our live streams on the Distractable YouTube channel. There goes our plug. Mm. Did it. Nailed it. Fucking nice. nailed it. Great. All right. Sure, we didn't talk about this. We're getting older. We might have. We, we didn't are talk getting about this. older. Is that the theme of today's episode? It's not the theme. We didn't talk about this. Okay. I know because I deleted every time. You Are you questioning Pamela Horton, our lead distinguished award-winning researcher's uh, integrity? I'm really questioning yours, if anyone's. Somebody. Why mine? You're the one. We did not do this. All right. Well, I'm sure everyone will tell us on the subreddit. Maybe this is the list uh, Pam had of things we did do. We didn't do it. All right. I I know this story, and it's very funny. Yeah. Let's talk about the fart in the jar. All right. This is from All That's Interesting, written by Adam Farley. Stephanie Motto sold her jarred flatulence for $1,000 a jar. Oh, my God. $1,000 a jar and made over $200,000. In her two-month venture while subsisting That's a lot of farts. Yes, while subsisting on a diet of yogurt, eggs, and beans. Ooh. And ended up in the hospital when she thought she was having a heart attack. I'm having deja vu. When did this happen to you? We talked about this. Oh, you're not letting <laughs> that go. Listen, we're letting this. Mark dies on this sword, okay? We didn't talk about this ever before. Okay, yeah. We have never talked about this. Mm-hmm. Two hundred thousand so that's a thousand so what that two hundred farts in two months? That seems reasonable. How much are my 
my farts worth? I don't know. You got to put them on the open market. I have a lot of farts. So even if it's less per jar, I could, I get a lot of volume. That's three to four bottled farts a day. Assuming she takes no days off from farting. Uh-huh. How do you collect that? Jar. You feel the fart. You coming? You grab the jar? No, but like, you don't want to waste it, right? You, is, I'm imagining like a, like a gas mask with like the the contour of the butt cheeks cut out so that it go it's it's an airtight seal yeah and then the hose from sure. the gas mask is capped and then like you you know farts are hard to capture they go everywhere man yeah i think i farted on the other side of the room heat rises right so you need to hold the jar upside down and have the tube go to it like this and then you unseal and seal it and that fart won't come out because it's rising because it's from inside of you and are these only trustworthy farts like what if she like had a little come out does she throw those jars away oh that costs more dude <laughs> oh, okay. Kidding me? You're getting extra. You did this. This is a terrible conversation. I we definitely we definitely didn't talk about this article because we would have gone down this horrible path already and we would remember that. Unless we purchased it from our manager Well, uh, we're worse now than we used to be. I don't know. I remember talking about a little coming out before, but maybe it was a different topic. It's a common theme. Yeah. <laughs> so for two months straight, she spent her days farting into glass jars with flower petals adorning the inside Ooh. and shipping them to fans. Remarkably, Mata was able to make $50,000 per week in December. That doesn't math out. That's more than the amount she made in total article. Maybe she made negative amounts the other month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, in December. It was Christmas. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> you know, there was a big rush <laughs> through fart sales alone and eventually sold more than $200,000 worth of farts worldwide through the adult website. I can't even pronounce it. What? Uh, whatever, whatever. Doesn't matter. I don't El know. El It's just called U-L-F-I-L-T-R-D. I don't know. D. Oh. El farted. Anyway, but... In January 2021, disaster struck. Mata was hospitalized for what she thought was a heart attack, but turned out to be a dangerous buildup of gas inside her body from her flatulence-inducing diet. And now, she says her fart-selling days are behind her. Oh, okay. Huh. It's a pun. Her farts are behind her. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that qualifies as a pun, but <laughs> it's not clearly not one, I guess. It's a true statement. Mm. If they're in front of her, there's a problem. Yeah. Apparently on one, at one point she sold 97 jars over two days. Oh my God. So there must've been an initial serve. Cause it's, if this was a thousand dollars a jar, I don't even think bath water was that expensive. She's a true content creator that we don't really make content the way she makes it. She really makes it. I mean, yeah, you know? yeah. I don't know how much content you're going to get out of a fart jar. You could have like an OnlyFans fart bottling stream. I just like to imagine that she was doing this and was faking it, mm -hmm. had found like a mixture of methane and other scents and was making like fake fart smell mm -hmm. and sold all these. And some guy was like, it's not a real fart. <laughs> That's not how farts are. Resident fart connoisseur uh, Ricky Fartson uh, reached out to us and said, in fact, these are fake farts. And that like got back. He like messaged her and was like, I know what you're doing. You're misleading everyone. This is not <laughs> going to go away quietly, okay? And she was mm -hmm. like, I have to do something dramatic to take the heat off. Send me three bottles of real fart or else I'm going to leak this. No, I'm just saying this is, why, this is how she ended up in the hospital. Oh. She paid off some doctors and was like, oh, a heart attack. Well, they're all in on it. Yeah. Oh, I and see. Did, uh, the whole thing is a scam, but the hospital visit was to buy sympathy and take the heat off. Everyone would was go like, to the hospital like with something serious going on and like make videos of content while in the hospital. That seems like a terrible thing to do. All right. And it's interesting <laughs> you say that. Right. Someone else is getting points in this particular round. I just like just I forgot I haven't been writing points down. I was saying something about it. Oh fuck you, that's funny. <laughs> anyway, so just to finish this out, quote, as luck would have it, once I put the jars up for sale, they began to sell like hot cakes. I honestly could not believe the demand. I think a lot of people have this fetish in secret. I began this venture by eating mostly protein shakes, protein muffins, and also hard-boiled eggs. But when most of the world was celebrating the new year, Stephanie Motto had to check herself into the hospital when her lifestyle became unsustainable. See less of that, right? That doesn't seem unsustainable. He's got the balance off. No, 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 no. Ridiculous. Can you believe how unhealthy 
healthy you'd be after protein muffins, shakes, and hard-boiled eggs, which is definitely not pretty similar to what I eat on a daily basis. She had a gas buildup. It sounds like she just had a lot more content left to produce. <laughs> the content is every day, bro, man. She could have used that to make a special hospital series of jars. She was full of content. It's really the secondary market because if there's less supply after this event, then as the resale value of these, I imagine it's like wine, you know, it really matures over time. The, how do you, how do you sip a fart jar <laughs> without just loosing the entire fart out of the, how do you savor a fart jar? You get like a, you you know, one of those oxygen like things you put up your nose and you get like a tank and you just like got to squeeze it. <laughs> and then you breathe it back in. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you, you, it, it dilutes it a little, but you bring, you hold it in your lungs and then you exhale it back into the jar and seal it back up. Oh my god. Okay, it's terrible. I like to imagine it's like wine. There's a whole it's there's like a decanter. There's a whole apparatus. Mm -hmm. You unseal the jar into a bag. The bag goes on a holder. It's wafted a little bit, <laughs> let it breathe. It's like a hookah. There's like a there's a number of things around so you can all share. Yeah, it's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I have a big party. Like I've got a I've had a 2020 oh, I forget her name, but a Jennifer, what's her name? Fart. And the guy's like, oh, I brought my 2018 Jennifer. We should compare them side by side. That would be fascinating. I've got the 1948 Marilyn Monroe. Wow, so rare. I hear there's a big counterfeit market for those these days. You really got to watch out. Oh, mm -hmm. But I paid millions. <laughs> I paid millions. All right. Anyway, so that wraps up that story because I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Anymore. There's actually more to the article, but I'm, I'm kind of over it. Oh, come on. No, nope, no. Nope. Are we going to sell farts or burps or something? You could do it at any time. No, we. You are in control of your destiny. We got to sell a set where there's three jars yeah. that are one each of us separately and then one mix. One mix. One mix. A blend. We had three peens in a pod. What if we have three farts in a jar? We have a mixture. Uh, okay. Yeah, three men, one jar. It could be a viral video. Oh, my. Yeah, God. It could work. It could work. It would work. <laughs> but. We'll discuss that in the next distractible meeting that we have, you know, our daily meeting. Okay, sure, sure. Great. All right, so the next article, there were some points of word for that, just so you guys okay, know. Okay, cool. Hopefully a lot for me for insulting you thoroughly. Uh-huh. Next article is from news.com.au. Elephant tramples woman to death, then attacks her corpse at funeral. Oh, I've heard of that one too. Yeah, apparently like the, there's there's theories about whether it was true or not. Mm -hmm. There's also theories about whether she was like nice to the elephant or mean to the elephant or had nothing to do with the elephant. But like the original story that came out was what? She was like a dick to the elephant. So the elephant killed her and then was like, it hated her so much. It went to her funeral and killed her again. Well, I was about to read the article, but I guess you got it. I have you get points for that? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I was kind of imagining that she was dating the elephant and she just dumped him in a really inconsiderate way. And the elephant was like, well, elephants can't go to jail. I'm going to get my revenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, apparently so. According to Ben Kesslin of the New York Post, a 70-year-old woman in India was trampled to death by an elephant and her corpse was then bizarrely attacked by the same beast at her funeral, according to a report. Police said Maya Murmu had been fetching water from a well in the eastern Indian state of Odisha on Thursday when an elephant came barreling quarter, according to the print India. The tusked pachyderm had apparently escaped from the Dalma Wildlife Sanctuary, which is located in a neighboring state. The elephant trampled the woman, who ultimately died of her injuries at a nearby hospital, police told the outlet Saturday. Murmu's family was then performing her last rites before lighting a funeral pyre when the elephant allegedly returned and grabbed her body. It was in the audience and took off a mustache. It was like, it's me! <laughs> 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 I was waiting for you to ask who objects, but I guess that's weddings, not funerals. Ha! Are there any objections to her being buried? Why, yes! Me! There are! I paid him to ask if there were objections, even though it doesn't make any sense. I just wanted it to be dramatic. Yes. So the animal grabbed her body and threw the corpse up into the air and then ran away, the local outlet reported. Laughing as he ran away. <laughs> <laughs> this was mighty illegal. I must flee. God. Apparently the family was able to continue the ceremony and the elephant did not return. That's good. So I guess... well, maybe they knew. Maybe that happened and all of her family was like, well... That's fair. That's fair. Just put her back in the in the casket or whatever. Put her back and and let's get 
Yeah, she knows what she did. This will be a story you read to your kids one day. Instead of Horton hears a hoot, it'll be Corton kills a Karen. And we're like, yeah. oh, yes. Well, one day the elephant came back, ripped off its mustache, and stomped Karen to death again. Mm -hmm. it's, a good, it's a good story for why to be why to be kind to wildlife. Yeah, exactly. It's a cautionary tale. Yeah, who knows if this is true, but it's not like you set up a funeral instantaneously. It takes some time. And it's not like elephants are very stealthy unless they have mustaches and then who who knows what's going on. They announce it in the newspaper sometimes. It'll be like, you know, the, the death sections. Maybe the, the elephant was reading the obituaries. <laughs> the elephant's <laughs> reading that bitch! <laughs> They're burying her! I stomped her to oblivion! I'm gonna stomp her again! <laughs> she doesn't deserve to be on the 16th page of this paper. <laughs> Anyway, this is overly polite, but also like UK level supervillain with a big twirly mustache tying people to railroad tracks. Elephant here. Sure. Yeah. Where's the elephant now? What happened to it? Ran away. <laughs> How hard is it to find an elephant? Are there just a lot of elephants? Is it blending in or is it? It ran away, man. I don't know what to tell you. I can't believe local authorities didn't start a statewide elephant. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's the point. That's the point. Yeah. That's the point. All right. Okay. All right. Anyway, that closes that article out. Thank you so much for participating in that one. I won't read your next one ahead of time. I'll let you read it. Uh, <laughs> it's where we've done all this before. I'm living in a world of deja vu what? today. <laughs> <laughs> we all did this, didn't we? Both these stories. No, uh, we didn't. Are you asking me, the man who can't remember a damn thing? I don't know. Reddit, subreddit, help me. <laughs> you may have read. Am I a madman? You may have read it before. I don't know, but it doesn't mean that like we've talked about it before. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's that. I guess that is that. Okay. So this one actually is a little concerning, and I think oh, I've I, heard I... this one before. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. I won't spoil it. Sorry. <laughs> So this one is like a little concerning and I kind of want to like have a discussion about it. Um, so this is uh, published on NPR, right? So NPR's website by Sarah Handel and Michael Levitt. This 830 million year old crystal might contain life and we're about to open it. Ooh. From lemons to ham, salt is a handy food preservative. But researchers studying some really old salt crystals found them preserving something else, evidence of life. Quote, these are little cubes of the original liquid from which that salt grew. And the surprise for us is that we also saw shapes that are consistent with what we know and expect as microorganisms, said Kathy Benison, a geologist at West Virginia University. Quote, and they could be still surviving within that 830 million year old preserved microhabitat. The salt crystals, aka halite, that Benison and her team studied were originally found in Central Australia. Benison was part of the team that published these findings in the journal Geology. Uh, there's a video that shows like the salt crystals in question. Although the idea that these microorganisms could still be alive is mind-boggling, Benison said science backed it up. Quote, we know by studying life in modern extreme environments that there are organisms that are able to undergo like a survival mode, almost like a hibernation. They're still alive, but they slow down all of their biological activities. Benison Speck said if there are in fact microorganisms in the crystal, they could be alive in a dormant state. The halite would need to be opened in order to confirm that this is in fact organic matter and that it is still alive. While cracking it might seem like a bold choice, we're currently battling a global pandemic caused by microscopic viruses after all. Benison plans to do just that. Mm. But she said that there was no need to worry. I... Is there a need to worry? They spent so long wondering if they could, they didn't stop to think about whether or not they should. Don't they know life? Finds a way. Thanks, Jeff. Salt pox coming to an us near us. What? Salt pox. Salt pox? Salt pox. Salt 19. That is uh, the premise of like a pandemic horror movie. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. But the question is, like, if there is life, like, what would it be like? It's obviously like there were single cell organisms back then, but this is 830 million years stuck. His blood pressure will be really high from all that salt. Mm, that's true. <laughs> I laughed, don't, buddy. Don't, don't laugh at that. Don't laugh at that. <laughs> what period was it 130 million years ago? 830 million. 800. Years. What? What was that? One of the Jurassic, Jurassic, Miassic periods? I don't know. You could Google it. I have no idea. Um, I'll look, Wade. 30 million. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Bob. 
The Proterozoic. <laughs> oh, you got that. Proterozoic. Proterozoic. Most of the continental mass at that time was united as the supercontinent Rodinia, who then fought Godzilla later on, I think. Okay. Mm -hmm. What article are you reading? I found a Wikipedia that confirms what he's saying, so. Earth.com. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, it's interesting. Um, the article continues. It really does sound like a bad B movie, but there is a lot of detailed work here, work that's been going on for years to try to figure out how to do that in the safest way possible. Bonnie Baxter, a biologist in Salt Lake City, was not involved in the study, but still offered some comforting words. An environmental organism that has never seen a human is not going to have the mechanism to get inside of us and cause disease. So I personally, from a science perspective, have no fear of that. When have we heard that before? When have we heard that before? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Also, what is a Maya? Is a Maya millions of years ago? MYA? A what? Yeah. This is a thousand to eight hundred and thirty MYA Maya, but it's like capital M. Million years ago. That's what I figure. Like this yeah. doesn't explain it. Okay, I want to make. I just want to make sure this is correct. Oh, okay. Eight hundred thirty Maya. There you go. Proterozoic. I answered my question. Thank you, me. Good work, me. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that biologist's name. I just imagined her walking into the lab like, Biologist Body Baxter, bet you about a dollar I can break that bad boy open. <laughs> like, wow. The Looney Tunes character. Why are you a fast-talking snake oil salesman? She pulls out a giant mallet and just hits the crystal. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys have spent so long looking at it, you just need this hammer. <laughs> oh, what you look at that? The beauty is busted wide open. Barely broke a sweat. <laughs> Bonnie Baxter, you're the best. That's me, biologist Bonnie Baxter. I'd better be getting along now. <laughs> I'll be back, though. I love Bonnie Baxter. Bonnie Baxter is the best. Bonnie player. Baxter will return. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> That's a copyrighted theme, probably. I think it was bad enough they couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. There you go. Anyway, that sounds like a thing that could end humanity. Well, I mean, for me, it's like they're probably right about that. 830 million years. There's that's a lot of catching up they have to do in the evolutionary food chain. We're immune to that. We're immune. Yeah, I'm worried more about those microorganisms. I think they're going to be fucked as soon as that thing cracks open. They wake up. They're like, <gasps> what happened? I mean, yeah, exactly. They're from a world without Starbucks or YouTube. <laughs> Crack it open, you give them a frappuccino. They're from a hard <laughs> time. They had to live in just uh, uh, unbelievable conditions, you know? Give them a cigarette and a frappuccino to make sure they start off right. That made me think of this uh, TikTok that I saved a while back. I hope I could pull it up like relatively quickly. But there was a trend going around that was like giving, uh, like this would kill a Victorian child. Like if you gave them like a popsicle or something like that. But there was one here. Oh God, give me two seconds. I know it's here somewhere. Oh, fuck. There it is. Okay, so POV, you went back in time and gave a medieval woman a vibrator, right? <laughs> so it's like, it's like, you give this thing a frappuccino, it's just like, It's like fucking amazing. Are we implying that a vibrator would kill a medieval woman? They didn't get to have orgasms, Wade. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a myth. God. I mean, no, I cause them all the time. I cause them. <laughs> <laughs> Those are a side effect of being around me. <laughs> it's like that discussion we had about Mark at the camp, and the kid was like, eight inches around. <laughs> like, some middle schooler's like, you don't even know what an orgasm is. <laughs> I bet you think that's a myth. Like, no, I cause them. <laughs> I cause them all the time. <laughs> I cost one to your mom yesterday. <laughs> you know, you know, have you ever seen like there's a comic of Wolverine and, you know, it's a comic about this mutant whose powers are under out of control and he has to, you know, he has to kill him. It's just like, there's this, there's this guy in a corner of his, his powers that he causes orgasms throughout the world. <laughs> Wolverine has to walk up. He's the only one that can endure it. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> In the end of X-Men 3, you know, when he says to walk up, yeah, no, Phoenix, no, I'll finish you up. 
It's like a weird porn premise. <laughs> Everyone's lying around like, oh! A bunch of, a bunch of cheaply costumed X-Men walk up to a stranger in a trench coat, and he just like waves his hand, and they're all like, ah! What's happening? Wolverine's got his claws out, and he's clawing his way up. <laughs> Literally, he's on the ground, and he's like, Oh, Impossible! No one can resist my orgasm beam. <laughs> anyway, so that's, that's what'll happen if we crack open that uh, salt crystal. So we shouldn't do it. We're all gonna have insane orgasms. Oh man, yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Wolverine, please don't kill us. That's weird. Wouldn't have called that one. <laughs> <sighs> Biologist Bonnie Baxter knew it would happen. <laughs> you can bet on me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the next article is something else about in the past how things were weird. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential you're talking about the potential the potential you thought to yourself oh, a little elbow grease some fresh installs a little bit of love you could transform that body full of rust into a baby that's all your own cars right yeah it wouldn't take much to transform my ride your ride's more like schrodinger's ride if you don't think about it it both does and does not exist it is possible but on ebay motors anything is possible with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly they got brake kits led headlights exhaust kits turbochargers bumpers whatever your baby needs ebay motors has it with ebay guaranteed fit they're guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's E-B-A-Y-M-O-T-O-R-S.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. According to the Atlantic uh, article by Julie Beck, when nostalgia used to be considered a disease. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. I remember the good old days. He's sick! Put him down! Get <laughs> him! It's contagious! I too remember the good old days! <laughs> oh, God, he's causing us to remember! <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Like, so the article goes, people who like to bring up old Nickelodeon cartoons at parties, you know who you are, should be grateful it's not a few hundred years ago. We'd have license to leech them, bully them, and maybe even bury them alive. Leech them? Leech them. Your, yeah, Wade, your impression was not too far off. God. These were some of the treatments proposed for nostalgia during the 17th to 19th century, when it was considered a psychopathological disorder, rather than a blanket term for fondness for anything that existed more than 30 minutes ago. Swiss, Swiss, Swiss physician Johannes Hofer. Swiss physician? <sighs> oh, come on. Uh, we gotta let the, we gotta let it go. Sometimes it's not his Come fault, on, man. It's not my fault, man. Swiss physician. It's not his fault. Swiss, <laughs> Swiss, Swiss physician oh, Johannes go. Hofer. Oh, okay, there we go. Coined the term in his 1688. Oh, God, that just took me back to your forbidden thing. What the hell was that? Rokining forbidden. Oh that's my a, God, man, dude, nostalgia. A... You're all good. What is Put that? Me down. Put me down. I remember. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. I must go. <laughs> Leech 
leech me! Leech me! <laughs> oh, man. So, Johanna Lover coined the term in his 1688 medical dissertation from the Greek nostos, or homecoming, and algos, for pain. The disease was similar to paranoia, except the sufferer was manic with longing. Uh -huh. uh, not perceived persecution. <laughs> Someone just, like, gets dumped. They're like, oh, I miss my wife. Things were so much. <laughs> you miss her? That was the past. You feel <laughs> nostalgia? <laughs> Why are you missing her? She's dead, idiot. She's gone. Stone him to death. Oh God. <laughs> anyway, manic with longing, not perceived persecution, and similar to melancholy, except specific to an object or place. Though Hoffer is credited with naming nostalgia, it existed prior to that. During the Thirty Years' War, at least six soldiers were discharged from the Spanish Army of Flanders <laughs> with... El mal de corazón. The disease came to be associated with soldiers, particularly Swiss soldiers, who were reportedly so susceptible to nostalgia that when they heard a particular Swiss milking song, Kudin, I don't know what song that is. Sure, sure. Uh, Will, please play K-H-U-E-R-E-Y-E-N or a little snippet of it so people can understand. Ah, oh, Bailey, hear that song. Remember when we weren't at war and we were at home? Good times, good times. Get him out of my platoon! You hear them reminiscing on the good old days before we were fighting in this war? Get him out of here! You have an American drill sergeant in the Swiss Army, <laughs> the Spanish <laughs> Army of Flanders. Hey, get them out of here! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Is that better? <laughs> you know you're Swiss, man. I gotta give you some bonus points for that. There might be some holes in my argument, <laughs> like there isn't my cheese. My lechies! It's a Swiss thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, all of Swiss land. Oh, oh no, it gets worse. Oh, I didn't read this part. Also disposed to nostalgia were children sent to the countryside to <gasps> no. nurse. Oh, how dare they? I don't know what that means. I remember mother's breast. Mother's breast? <laughs> Put him down! <laughs> God. Young men between 20 and 30 and women who left home to be domestic servants. Oh. How dare they long for the good old days? <laughs> Stake them through the heart while they sleep. Otherwise, they might come back and give us nostalgia. Good God. Autumn was a particularly dangerous season. The falling leaves perhaps <laughs> reminding marching soldiers of their impermanence and making them wondering what? why they were spending their limited time on this earth bloodying their swords in distant lands instead of enjoying the comforts of home and hearth. Hey, Jim, you have to let her go. You can't keep her locked in the basement. We have to put her down. No, I just can't. I know she's remembering the good old days, but I just can't let her go. Maybe she'll come back. Maybe she'll like the, the, the present time. No, Liz, the Jim, you've got to. you got to let her out. We've got to put her down. LaTim, I don't know if I can la do it. LaTim <laughs> la and la Jim. Did they hang out with Labim? God, <laughs> do you guys remember F7U12? Oh, they used lay all the time. Oh, Le Doge. Oh. <laughs> All right. I, I like to imagine them trying to deal with where the cutoff is for that. With Jim <laughs> and Latim are hanging out. And one of them was like, do you remember when to that restaurant? I can't remember the name of it. Do you remember? And the other guy's like, no. <laughs> oh, it, it escapes me. They had really good food. Remember how good their food was? The place there is just not as good now. That was a week and a half ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> the guy's holding his shot. guy's got a tear going down his face. I'm sorry that you remember, but I can't. Do you remember? <laughs> I want to see the rabbits. Yeah, think of the rabbits. Quick, quick, think, think of the God. rabbits. Think of the rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, aside from the nostalgia epidemic itself, there was also an outbreak of fake nostalgia among soldiers who would pretend to miss their friends and to get discharged. To get out of fighting. God, I miss my girlfriend back home. You don't have a girlfriend back home. You're single. I miss her very much. My nostalgia is very strong for her. Yeah, because the joke was on them as, quote, true nostalgics would just retreat into themselves without revealing why they were suffering. God, <laughs> you're nostalgic and you have to talk about it. Baker. God, I wish my stupid family. Oh, my I miss God. my 
dumb dad so much. Oh, I wish I could see my douchebag brothers again. You hear him complain, you know, I miss my family, but I have to talk about it. Him talking about it all the time must mean it's fake. He's a faker nostalgic. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So He's doing it for the clicks. Everything under the sun could apparently cause nostalgia from a, lean, a too lenient education, coming from the mountains, unfulfilled ambition, masturbation, eating unusual food, and love. <laughs> Quote, I remember beating my meat as a young lad. Living in the country, living in the city, living in the confusing area between the country and the city, <laughs> being tall, being short. There's a qualifier on love and love. Quote, Especially happy love, Roth's paper notes. <laughs> I really miss my unhappy love. Oh, the good old days when we used to scream at each other angrily and be really miserable. Oh, those were the days. God. Far be it from me to question why they decided this was such a terrifying ailment. Oh, Usually there's stuff where it's like, oh, well, you're, you're a witch. Witches are evil. And it's like, well, that doesn't make me fucking sense but <laughs> at the time they saw something and they were like oh that's dangerous or, or it goes against our religion or whatever like it's things that have happened that people have believed can seem insane to us but it's because we know something or science is advanced or whatever like we learned about how stuff works and views have changed mm -hmm. yeah what is the explanation for this <laughs> i googled nostalgia I, I googled cures for nostalgia uh -huh. and apparently nostalgia can cause depression there's nostalgic depression sure uh however right now nostalgia and homesickness are not themselves currently regarded as mental disorders uh, i mean this is actually a thing people have asked Fools. i guess maybe there's overwhelming nostalgia that like impacts your life there is heartache and i get that called obsession i think it's called obsession that yeah that can get really like it can, like everything in excess it could be bad so the treatment in those days it depended on the situation for a little boy who missed <laughs> they did his, it right back then what was it for a little boy who missed his wet nurse, doctors brought her back and then slowly conditioned him to spend time away from her. However, okay, that's reasonable. French doctor Jordan Lecran thought nostalgia should be treated by, quote, inciting pain and terror. God. Quote. <laughs> oh my God. You missed your wet nurse. Wait till you see your dry nurse. <laughs> oh no. Ah, no. Ah. Bring in Big Jim. Oh, big, big Jim. This is now where the lays actually makes sense, so it's good. You're, you're interested in babysitting uh, our son. You're interested in babysitting little Brandon. Um, so what are you training? You're, you're sort of like a wet nurse? Like, no, I'm actually a dry nurse. Uh, <laughs> I use natural homeopathic uh, remedies. I don't believe in liquid or dampness. <laughs> Uh, it's really not what babies need. We also watch Friday the 13th reruns together at midnight before I put them to bed. <laughs> Nightmare's good, then the therapy's working. Yes. I don't know why, but that reminded me of Futurama on the, the Freedom Day episode where Nixon's giving a speech or whatever, and he's like, we're all free. You're free to not pay your taxes. All you have to do is spend a weekend with the pain monster. <laughs> <laughs> big monster on the edge of the frame it's just like see you april 15th everybody <laughs> oh man yeah, we just call him le big jim yeah uh le c-o-i-n-t-e cited the example of uh we'll put in the google text-to-speech whatever the pronunciation that is le coint <laughs> le coint <laughs> le coint a Russian army's outbreak of nostalgia in 1733 on its way to Germany. The general told the troops that the first one to come down the nostalgic virus would be buried alive and actually make good on his threat a couple times, which nipped that right in the bud. When nostalgia finally made its way to the United States after the Civil War, the, quote, <sighs> scare it out of them tactic was replaced with, quote, shame it out of them. American military doctor. <laughs> my parents. Oh, you miss your parents. Parents, oh, look at you. I'm in my parents. That's you. That's what you sound like. Oh, they dead. Boo fucking who. Life's so hard. I miss when I wasn't fighting in a world war. Oh, you live on the streets with no family. Oh, <laughs> boo boo. All my brothers and my dad died in the war. Oh, I wish they were still alive. Oh, it's civil war. It's your brother against brother. Oh, it's such a tragedy. Ooh. It's embarrassing. Do you hear yourself? <laughs> Shameful. Um, um, American military doctor. Teddy Calhoun 
Calhoun thought nostalgia was something to be ashamed of, that those who suffered from it were unmanly, idle, and weak-willed. He proposed curing it with a healthy dose of public ridicule and bullying. Maybe this is why most people don't feel nostalgic about middle school. Other dubious cures tried over the years include leeches, purging the stomach, and, quote, warm hypnotic emotions. Oh, whoa. Hey, oh, I got great. some questions about those last two things. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. One of these things just doesn't belong. You're just sitting in the doctor like, man, it still really hurts, Doc. Like, you, you think I tore something? Or like, no, no, it's an easy fix, really. Uh, I'm going to prescribe you three weeks of warm hypnotic emulsions. <laughs> what is an emulsion? Like, what is that? It doesn't explain. <laughs> I know what an emulsion is. An emulsion in cooking language is like a vinaigrette is an emulsion. It is things emulsified into oil, meaning suspended in the oil. So like mayonnaise is an emulsion of uh, oil into like an egg yolk uh -huh. or, you know, things like that. But I can't imagine what a warm hypnotic... It's a drink, maybe? Uh, maybe. It's like a tonic? Maybe with, like, LSD mixed in. I have no idea. <laughs> they drip warm water on you. Right in your forehead over and over again. I, like... Uh, either way, doctors did sometimes go with the obvious solution of just letting the patients go home, which more often than not cleared their symptoms right up. But even that wasn't guaranteed to work if the home they longed for had changed significantly or just no longer existed. Well, that'll happen. That'll happen. <laughs> I guess. Man, I can't believe there's life and that we remember the past. Yeah. Oh, man. Crazy. I just struggle. I'm really still searching for, like, why? Why? Why is that bad? What is the harm they're afraid of? Having soldiers who are not stone hard machines of murder like this seems to be very military centered right yeah so it's like they're afraid yeah. they're not going to follow orders or something because they're too nostalgic yeah pretty much i think that's really all it was it's just like you have these soldiers who clearly don't want to be there know they might die and just are like i miss my mom and then I mean my mom. <laughs> the only way to <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, I heard they shelled my hometown. La Big Tim, get in here. La Big Jim, get in here too. Oh, Big Jim, no. Shame him. <laughs> Leech him. Emulsion him. Emulsify him. Emulsional damage. <laughs> Drizzle him into the mixer while it, it emulsifies. Yeah. That's really weird. <laughs> so anyway, it's uh, basically that's the end of the article. There, There's really today, you know, uh, it's not as drastic a treatment for nostalgia, but you know. Are there modern treatments for nostalgia? Isn't it like visit home or something? I mean, I'm sure people who serve in the armed forces or otherwise are like out of their country or doing something where they're committed for some reason to do something somewhere else <clears throat> feel it. But like we have cell phones and stuff i don't know what are what are the other treatments <laughs> you know what kind of is a weird relation to this is liminal spaces because i think one of the definitions of liminal spaces is that the place in the picture or whatever looks familiar it feels like something from your childhood or like that you've been before but it's terrifying i think this might be the evolution of le Contin's, uh pain and oh, terror LeCoint's pain and terror theory of solution. By turning our nostalgic memories into nightmare fuel, we can get over our weak soy boy manlet status and actually become like iron machines of death that we were designed to be, right? Dude, liminal spaces are creepy. Liminal spaces are creepy. You know what's an interesting deep dive? To it's not that deep, honestly. It's There's a lot of it. There are a lot of abandoned mall and otherwise abandoned location videos on like YouTube and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. A lot of it's like, oh, it's a wet room where the roof collapsed. They'll find little vignettes of like people left their lunch or weird stuff. Mm -hmm. it's, it's spooky. There's something subtly like atmospherically spooky about that sort of thing. Yeah, it is just like it just ha has that feeling of like something is not right. It's like if you were at a mall at night, it would not feel right. right. Yeah. Just the emptiness of the space. Or it's like just... if you've ever gone back to like your high school during like the nighttime when it's dark and all the lights are off and it's basically empty. Empty, mm -hmm. which is you're only ever you know generally you're only really at school when there's like hundreds of other kids there or whatever yeah exactly even my house like home my house like we had the power outage like walking around our house with no power oh yeah like normally there's lights you don't even think about like lights from like the oven or the microwave or like electronics or whatever mm -hmm. and you're just used to that at least being there but like just the pure pitch blackness and silence because there's nothing running mm-hmm 
Yeah, it's just weird. It's it's something you're not used to. And when you have something that feels like patterns that you've established in your mind and then they're not there anymore, that can be even scarier than anything before. So I think that concludes that one. I have one more article here. Before you do your last one, I have a little insert. People have been asking. Okay. I do have a Soldier Boy update. Oh, Ooh. shit. Soldier Boy tweeted and it provoked a couple articles to come out. He tweeted and I quote, monkeypox. End quote. And the follow-up articles say he denies having monkey pox. That's it for your Soldier Boy update. Thank you all for tuning in. <laughs> wow. Interesting. So mysterious. August 9th. That was as of August 9th. A couple of few weeks ago now. Month ago. Months ago. I don't know. A while ago. This would have been a much more cryptic tweet if it happened a year ago before we all knew monkeypox was even a oh, thing. Can you imagine that? That'd be way cooler. That'd be way yeah. cooler. I could lie and pretend that's what it was, but... Let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. We have no integrity here. He tweeted about it in July of 2021? Weird. July of 2009? Creepy. He tweeted about it before Twitter? Oh. Ah, Twitter existed in... Eight? Siri, hey Siri, when Twitter? I googled Twitter how old? Twitter how old? <laughs> Twitter how old? 2006. Twitter how old? March 21st, 2006. Mm. When Twitter create? Yeah, I found the same answer. Wow. <sighs> All right, you guys ready for the last article? Yes. Yes. This article is provided to us from uh, AmusingPlanet.com by Kashik Patowery. Shantytown, slum-themed resort for the tasteless rich. Excuse me? Oh, God. Yep. Themed hotels and restaurants can offer people an alternative and fantastic experience and can be quite popular among tourists when done tastefully. But Shantytown is possibly one of the most tasteless and insensitive themed resorts ever created. Located near... Oh... Bloemfontein in South Africa. It's I'm gonna put this in the Discord because I don't know. Uh, you, you guys, uh, I good, think you pretty much nailed it. Good luck with that. Bloemfontein. <laughs> Bloemfontein. Bloemfontein. In South Africa, the slum-themed luxury resort operated by Emoya Luxury Hotel and Spa looks like a slum, but only from the outside. Bloemfontein. Bloemfontein. Is that how you do it? I just looked it up. Bloemfontein. All right, cool. Bloemfontein. The resort consists of a dozen shacks made of scrap wood and corrugated metal, but is equipped with conveniences with conveniences such as running water, electricity, geysers, geysers. Bro, I don't even have geysers. They have geysers at this hotel. Yeah, what? Really? What they the got hell? they got they got geysers or geysers. I don't know. Yeah, it could be either. Only if you're English. Yeah. <laughs> and even underfloor heating and wireless internet access. To make the stay a bit more authentic, though, the operators have installed paraffin lamps, candles, and battery-operated radios, as well as the famous long-drop toilet. Famous. The what? Long-drop toilet, you know. I've got an idea, guys. Let's find an impoverished area, kick everybody that lives there out, we buy it up, okay. build walls, mm -hmm. and then we bring in like some of those people that now are homeless. We let them wander around, but we charge tons and tons of money for rich people to come stay there and pretend that they live there instead. Mm hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, a long drop toilet, aka a pit latrine. It's pronounced pit latrine. Is a hole in the ground where you build an outhouse <laughs> over it. It's an outhouse. So you poop into a big hole in the ground, and it's a long drop for your poops. Uh, Where's the hole go? Nowhere. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it fills up, and then you just got a shit-filled hole in the ground. Yep, what everyone loves. How do you empty that hole? Do you just build a new outhouse? Dig a new one and scooch the outhouse over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, this is a big one. Oh, I feel... Pick up the outhouse and like scoot over to the next hole. <laughs> there we go. Oh, I can continue. I don't know how massive your shits are or how small the holes you dig are, but I don't think that you would not know you're about to fill it before you sit down. But I love the imagery. <laughs> I do enjoy it. It's like a Flintstones car for your outhouse. <laughs> There's a seat four as well. Everyone help paddle. <laughs> and then four holes? Yeah, you could have a group poo. So just to paint a word picture, because yeah. you described it, but I had trouble imagining. Mm -hmm. It's not like a big hotel with like corrugated metal all over the outside of it. Mm -hmm. It's like an assortment of shacks that mm -hmm. look kind of like jangly shacks, but are have all the things you said. Yeah. And it's, there's like 12 of them in this picture organized around a central... Probably like a cooking area. Yeah, mess hall or something. Maybe that's the poop hole. It could be the poop hole. I don't know. Oh, it's poop. a communal drop toilet. Yes, yes. See, my idea is not so crazy. A Flintstone not toilet. Not so crazy. Yeah, not so crazy. So, but people have 
criticized it. It costs about 82 bucks a night, right? That's pretty reasonable. Sure. A little less than half the average monthly salary of a South African, and more than most slum dwellers can ever dream of making in a month. The themed resort has drawn flack from all around, with critics using strong words such as offensive, insensitive, tasteless, and vulgar. They would think that because they can't afford to stay there. Plebeians. <laughs> I love this quote from the hotel's website. Mm. A shanty usually consists of old, corrugated iron sheets or any other waterproof material which is constructed in such a way to form a small house <laughs> or shelter where they may live for some time. Mm. Yeah, also known as the place humans live in places around the world because that's all they can get. Yep. I don't have any trouble understanding how this is uh, offensive and especially in uh, wait, before I say this, let me let me fact check myself. Mm -hmm. You know, we could donate money to help these people get better living, or, you know, we could go stay at the hotel to get a better understanding of what it's like. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm no expert on this, so I'm by no means claiming that I know what I'm talking about. It's located in South Africa, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The country where apartheid happened. Yes. And where I'm imagining shanties and the style of living that they're mocking slash emulating had a lot to do with the violence and segregation and subjugation of the black people in South Africa. And this is a luxury hotel where they're like, oh, white folks, come, come live in a shanty. It's so quaint. What the hell? Who I don't, would, what? I don't know what you're talking about, man. No? That doesn't nothing? Sound, oh, definitely not. Guys, I want you to know, surprise, I got us all tickets so we can go stay for a week. <laughs> We're actually recording from our shanties right now. <laughs> Drop your green screens, boys. We are streaming from Shantytown Bloemfontein. We're all in the drop toilets. That is a grand presumption. I am by no means knowledgeable about mm. that. But in a country where the, you know, there was a history of uh, dramatic inequities and violence and things. Oh, come on, Bob. Are they seems, still on about that? <laughs> this, this seems like I could see how you could make that connection and how there's possibly roots in that part of their history. Yeah. That's weird. That's anyway, so weird. It is weird. The benefits outweighs the means because the shantytown quote is ideal for braais. Oh. What? B-R-A-A-I-S. Braais? Bras. That's Bra good for boobs. Rise. Mm -hmm. Fancy theme parties and an experience of a lifetime. Accommodates up to 52 guests. Our shanties are completely safe and child-friendly. And not at all shanties. End quote. I would love to take my son to go sit on the communal toilet with some strangers in a shanty town. No, you'd bring your friends. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be strangers. Oh, of course. The whole family. <laughs> <laughs> anyway oh there's more pictures there's a picture of the circular thing mm -hmm. in the middle it's filled with a bunch of chairs made out of tires sticks and metal mesh yep fancy whatever they're going for adjective what's I this guess. place called shantytown shantytown it's called shantytown bloom fountain yep yes your son's like i want to go to disney we have disney at home disney at home yep just as good just many memories no let him we're going to shantytown <laughs> let him. i want to go to disney oh you'll love this even more that's kind of just awful yeah but also yeah uh, my conclusion is i hate this it's awful what are they gonna have like a really nice luxurious resort that like people that don't make a big living can go stay at for like two dollars a, a, a year or something hmm Less profitable, but hey, you know, I think it's a good thing to do. Maybe give people that need housing some housing. That's <laughs> a crazy concept, isn't it? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know if a hotel is really housing. I guess it could be. Mm. Well, we'll call it a hotel, but maybe it's like more permanent. <laughs> what if we just created normal housing for people in places where they might want to live? What is normal, Bob? Yeah, what Who decides normal? what normal is? Yeah, well, come on, come on, man. That's a pretty fair question, but... We run a podcast. You know we only wipe our asses with the finest of silk golden sheets. Is that normal? Because to me, it is. <laughs> oh, my real laugh came out. Sorry, sorry. I mean, ha-ha! <laughs> ah. Anyway, that... paper on their ass, the poor. <laughs> that will wrap up our... <laughs> that'll wrap up our episode for today. Thank you so oh. much for participating. I feel Gang. like I lost. Uh, well, let me tabulate the scores. You can forfeit if you want. Yeah, do you want to forfeit? I, I don't know. After my jokes, if people don't understand my sarcasm, I might have forfeited my career after this one. <laughs> we'll see about that. Um, Because according to my score, and I was keeping very close watch, initially, Bob, you were in the lead very strongly, mm -hmm. but Wade had this string of jokes 
mm-hmm. that went back to back in the uh, the nostalgia article that just hit after hit after hit. And with that, Wade climbed back up by one point to succeed and win in that episode. Congratulations, Wade. You, by sheer quantity wow. of jokes, output, some hit, some didn't. I think you made your way to the top. I've built a career on quantity over quality. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. You're welcome. It was a tough, it was a tough go of it. Bob, you very closely brought it back, but uh, sadly, today goes to Wade. Sad, sadly? Sadly, yes, very sadly. Okay, well, you just said that idea that was in your brain out loud, didn't you? <laughs> no, I meant to say it nice and out loud. I have no regrets about what I said. I meant what I said. <laughs> There's a certain number of devoted followers, five, that really like when I host. Mm-hmm. Well, give you our winner's speech. Congratulations. Oh, I win. It's good to be back on top. It's been a long time since I've gotten to host. One episode, in fact, in between. So I can't wait to host again and give you all the show of a lifetime. Or just another rehash of something I've done before. All right. Loser speech? Yep. I'm going to lose like a winner and not complain about how much I've won or lost on this show. Lately, it's been rough for me, but you don't hear me complaining about how dramatically unfair some of the recent episodes have been. What do you mean lately it's been rough? Are you implying that there was a better time for you in the olden days? Are you feeling nostalgic no, no. for your olden wins? I love right now. Oh. I'm looking forward to the future, honestly. Put him in the drop toilet. That's the only thing that'll cure him. The big Jim, get in here. Anything <laughs> I miss tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everybody Are so much for being here. Thank you for, for uh, listening. Hmm. Have a wonderful rest of your day. We uh, have a big, big news that we won't tell you. Um, go find Wade at Lord Minion 777 or Minion 777. Bob is back on Twitch at MySkerm. You can find him there. He'll be streaming regularly or semi-regularly or whenever the hell he feels like it. He's a free, free, free man. I'm free boy. Yeah, and I uh, can be found at Mark Blyer, uh, you know where, and also other places. And thank you. Have a good day. Podcast out. Wade wins! See you all again in a week for more Destructible. Brought to you by Intel. Boom, 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 boom.